Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Kim Doyle Show. I am your host, Kim Doyle, and today we're going to talk about Facebook groups. This is episode two, the official episode number two of The Kim Doyle Show. By the way, we do like a zero, a one, and a two. So it's kind of the third episode, but you know, it's episode number two if you're searching. And I'm going to go ahead and just do a little disclaimer. If you hear some birds chirping in the background, I do have a window in my office open today. Our weather's been so strange in Northern California, but uh, we'll refrain from being the local weather girl for you. (laughs) But I just need a little bit of fresh air. That being said, today we're going to talk about Facebook groups. And the episode, the official title of the episode is Growing a Facebook Group One Year Later. And part of this, you know, when it hit me that I started content creators a year ago, and it's blown my mind how how quickly that year has gone. I don't know about you guys. We all say this, right? The older you get, the faster time goes. But it's it it, it blows my mind that it's really gone that quickly. But moving on. So I, when I think about Facebook groups today, I often refer to this as the second coming of Facebook groups. Because when I joined Facebook in 2008, which was my first year in business, uh, Facebook groups existed, looked very different. Obviously, the platform looked different and all that stuff. But I, I was super new to the space, didn't really know what I was doing. And we're going to go ahead and jump into the ignorance is bliss element of, you know, just sticking with something and trying things which is what I did. And at the time, gosh, I want to say WordPress, I think was like five years old. Facebook and Twitter were in their infancy. YouTube was not what it is today. Um, But the one thing that was clear and pretty consistent when it comes to internet marketing, and I'm going to use that phrase as opposed to, you know, you've got a whole, I don't want to say digital marketing space where you've got more corporate inbound, right? But, But let's look at just this IM space, right? One thing that was very clear was that it was dominated by men. So I started a Facebook group called the Women of Internet Marketing. Now, hear my heart. I have nothing against men. And my audience is pretty evenly split between men and women. But at the time, it felt a little bit lonely. It felt hard to find women to connect with that were making a go of the internet marketing space. And so with the help and encouragement of a friend, I created the Women of Internet Marketing. And... I was about ready to go on a sideways tangent. It seems like it's extremes. I'd love your thoughts on this, guys, too. So this is an off script here. But it sometimes I look around, and as a female, it seems there's one extreme and the other. It's really tech-centric, or you have very um, – how do I say this? I'm going to say diva, but – and not overly feminine, because there's no judgment, you guys. That's not where I'm coming from, but – it's fine. It's fine. It's hard to find sort of that happy space in between, right? Anyways, let's get back back to the focus here. But so the women of internet marketing, you know, honestly, it was a great idea and had a ton of potential. I, however, wasn't quite sure where I needed to be in order to foster and grow a solid group in, in terms of 
I, there wasn't any examples, right? I don't, I was probably in a group or two at the time, but I really don't remember much of it. And, you know, so it was kind of, it was figure it out as you go, which so many things are, but there wasn't as much content online or examples to model, right? The other thing that was tricky is that because I was so new to this space, I didn't really have the confidence to lead a group of women, which I think we all go through that at one time or another, right? I was also coming off of having had a job. At, at the time, I had a small cushion to get my business going, but I was still in that resentful space of having to give anything away for free, meaning my time, right? It was, I had plenty of time for money in my life and just was, I I don't know, that was not how I pictured the online space, right? Which I think a lot of people go into this thinking it's going to be different. It's not going to look the way, you know, we think it is. And, And the truth is you do have to put in the time. So anyways, so the group had some traction and it was it was fun and I had a couple of friends that helped moderate it and you know just making conversation and but again there wasn't a real set intention or strategy which I don't think you necessarily need to have completely defined but you have to have a clear idea of where you want it to go. Um but as my business started growing, I really didn't do much with the group. And before I knew it, it had become a massive spam hole for MLM and direct sales pitches. And to each his own, no judgment if you do that. But unfortunately, at the time, it was still, you know, I see a lot of people in that space online today, and they do content marketing and, and funnels and all of that. But what was happening is people join the group and it's like, hey, join my this, join my that, here's my this. It was just there was zero relationship and connection building. And I don't, I I think it's the ease of being able to just post and publish that people equate, oh, well, I'm doing something for my business. At the same time, you know, nobody would behave that way in person, right? That's another off script sideways there. But uh, someone else who had been an admin group at the group at the time was asking me if I was doing much with it. And I was like, no, take it. It's yours. She was the admin. I left the group moving forward. So the time between then and now, Facebook groups were kind of on the back burner. And I know that they've there have been people with really successful groups the last couple of years. This is simply my experience and what I've done with groups. Um, but the only groups that I really participated in were private groups for maybe a mastermind that I was in. We had a private Facebook group to have conversations and ask questions or for a specific product or course that I had purchased. So Facebook groups were treated more like sort of help support places and less about community or, you know, building a growing community and and connections and relationships. So for the longest time, I was hesitant about doing anything around a community or membership because I always felt like I don't have the time. I don't have the time. You know, when I had client work, which was websites and podcast services, I felt like my time was so limited and truth be told, and ask yourself this, you guys, if you do service work, I hear this still to this day, that people feel like I don't have time to work on quote unquote, my business, right? Because you're always working on someone else's business with service work. And and the truth is, that's that could also be a simple mindset shift that the client work is your business, but there's this other piece of content marketing that needs to be happening for your brand and business, right? So I was kind of resentful of anything that took me away from me working on my stuff. And I know it all sounds a little bit ass backward, but the last thing 
I wanted to do was show up and give away more of my time, mainly because I already felt like I have to spend so much of my time as it is taking care of other people's business, right? So it gives you a pretty clear picture of where my mindset was. <laughs> and it, which is crazy because now I'm I'm such a believer in the long game. And I don't know that I that I wasn't, but I but I think I I got into the space the way a lot of people do. You think, "Well, I did this, where's this? Where's the result?" because it's I don't want to say pitched, but it's presented in a way that makes it seem like this is going to be a lot easier than it actually is. It's it's all work just like any business, right? But at the end of the day, building a community takes time and commitment. And in order to succeed, you have to go in with the long game in mind. And let me ask you guys this. How many times have you either made an offer, whether it's your list, a community, whatever, but you make an offer or you you email a product or something and it either nothing happens or you get maybe a couple click-throughs or somebody signs up, but then you know you only sell two. And then you make a decision, right? You make this very black and white decision that, well, that didn't work. And you move on instead of saying, well, part of it worked. How can I tweak that, right? So I wasn't in the right place to do to do that until last year, to think long game, community, zero attachments, right? And I was beyond scared when I made this decision because it was after I finally said I was done with service work that all of this started to come to fruition. And, you know, making that decision, you guys, I, I, anybody who's had to draw a line in the sand for themselves, and a lot of people don't have to, for me, it wasn't an either or, I had been wanting to get out of it for years, but I couldn't, I, you know, that was what's paying the bills. Have I bootstrapped my life? Yeah. Am I happier than I've ever been? Absolutely. Um, you know, And the funny thing is, I just knew that I needed to draw that line in the sand and, you know, I'm burning my boats. I can't get back unless I win this battle, if you guys know that analogy. And it's funny because as I'm thinking about this, it seems so counterintuitive, right? Like cut off your primary source of income and start something for free that will require you to commit to consistently putting in time and energy and showing up. What made this really easy was that after closing the door on the client work, I felt like I had won the time lottery if such a thing actually existed, right? And I, I think at that time, I simply felt, I when you say to yourself, I'd rather get a job than continue doing this, it's time to change. And I, you know, I'm super fortunate that I'm like, you know, scaled back, <laughs> expenses are low, all of that. And I knew that I was committed. I haven't come this far in my business to say, I'm going to completely pivot directions and walk away. It's like, now, if you could stick with something you didn't totally love for 10 years, like I love the online space, you guys. I love online marketing. I love content. I love that it changes so much. It was the work that I was doing didn't really, it wasn't for me. It didn't, it didn't suit me. So if I could do that, well, then you better believe I'm going to give this a good go, right? Anyways, when I launched Content Creators, I also had a plan for the group, which was to launch a premium membership around content creation. I'd asked a friend if they wanted to help with the group and membership, but the offering would really be my brand, my site, my business, and if they wanted to work in the background. And you guys, this isn't an ego thing, but knowing that I was moving from the WordPress chick to Kim Doyle, 
it's I wasn't going to do a partnership with something that I had built, right? So, and they were good because didn't really have a brand and audience. So they were fine with that. And so that's when Content Creators was born. I had been spending the previous year and a half. So now we're looking at what, two and a half years ago, right? Uh, Going back to the things that I loved and focusing on the fundamentals. After having spent thousands of dollars in a mastermind chasing big ticket sales, which I've talked about quite a bit. So I'm not going to go into, you know, a, a rant about that. And the truth is, there's, there's a place for all of this stuff, you guys. But if it doesn't feel right to you, it's just not going to work. I don't care if you have, you know, thousands of dollars to, to throw at advertising, you get somebody to run ads for you, you get people to email for you. If it is not right for you, if it goes against, you know, what I, I just how you want to do business. And again, and I know I keep saying this. And again, little side note again here. Again, could I say that 12 more times? When I listen to the podcast, you realize there's all these phrases. I'm going to end up with like sticky notes all around my computer. And again, I need to stop saying that. I should chop that out. That was such a <laughs> waste of oxygen. Anyways, having done all those things, what I did gain from it though was seeing, oh, there are people who will pay high ticket prices. And that doesn't, the value has to be there, guys, right? Like I'm, I don't believe in this create high ticket for the sake of high ticket. That's nonsense. But you can have a range of price points. But what I do know is that if you're not, if you haven't sold something for say, a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars, or even a thousand dollars, you're gonna have a really hard time selling something for $5,000. There's going to be a disconnect for you unless you're just, you know, a baller and think you can sell anything. But for me, I, I really had to, you know, work my way up. So when I went back to fundamentals, these things are not sexy, you guys, but all of a sudden they become sexy when they start working. I went back to content, email marketing, copywriting, engaging, consistency, the psychology of marketing, building relationships, all of those things that are fundamental business. And I get it. Email marketing wasn't around, you know, 50 years ago, but communication with your customers was, you know, whether it was newsletters or coupons, look at the, the offline translation of how things used to work, newspaper ads, you know, stuff coming in the mail, all of those things. So you have to do those things consistently. And in this internet space, a lot of people get their site up, they make their offerings, and then they don't understand why nothing's happening. It's, it's, you don't build a restaurant in the middle of nowhere, open your doors and think you're going to be flooded, right? You need to get traffic in. So when we started the group, we didn't have much of an initial strategy other than being consistent, providing value and connecting with people. Like I said, there was a game plan that, okay, let's convert this into, you know, do it a premium membership. And when I say premium guys, I'm not talking hundreds of dollars, but I I've done the courses. I like doing courses, but I also like the idea of saying, here's, here's a, a training this month on medium. Here's one on anchor. Here's how to, you know, um, repurpose audio content, whatever it is, but one training a month because stuff changes very quickly. Fundamentals don't. So you could do a core set of fundamentals, but, but new trainings and opportunities work once you've built that foundation, right? So back to the Facebook group. Um, but I really believe that you don't need to wait until you have it all figured out to start. I think if you start with the right intention it will absolutely be one of the best things you can do for my business. It was for me. So we we quickly created a few things that would be regular occurrences in the group. 
So as an example, you know, every Monday we, I post, you know, it's Monday, what are your plans for the week? Every other Tuesday, we do Boost Your Biz Day, where people can share a link to offer a lead magnet of theirs or a a product or service, right? And then every Friday, it's Share Your Content. And, you know, I'd have to, I haven't looked at my analytics since I moved everything over to the new site, but I'd have to look and see, okay, well, when I post this content, am I getting traffic? I get a lot of traffic from Facebook in general, but I have to look at specifically is the traffic coming from there, which means creating like UTM links, right? So I'm tracking where that's coming from. Anyways, so, you know, those are a few things that we started. And then really, it wasn't, it was just conversations and questions, but everything continued to evolve, right? Hold on a little bit of coffee here. Ooh, hot, just made it. And Watching who was joining the group and how people engaged and what their questions were, even when we started, we asked two questions, which was, how did you hear about us? And the second question, what's your biggest challenge with content? So it was a, a couple of months in that it was like, oh, we should be saving these, right? Like, let's let's document why, what the challenges are, right? Because there's your content. When you ask a question, what's your biggest challenge with, the, with this thing that we're going to talk about? Now I know what kind of content to create, what kind of solutions to provide, or what kind of conversations simply to have. So since then, we've created a few other things, and I'm constantly testing. And so I'm going to go into a few of the things that we're doing and maybe try to give you something comparable or at least get you thinking. So one of the things we do is a hot seat, and this is common language in this space, so any any member can be in the hot seat. You just simply say, I'm up for being in the hot seat. And I ask you, you know, what are your challenges? And what do you want help with? I've done one on a course where somebody had an idea for a course. And I, so we get on the hot seat, we start talking about it. And then I'm like, well, let's let's outline it. <laughs> I pulled up a Google Doc, let's outline it here. Excuse me, we've done site reviews. Another more of a general business where this is my business and and one of our members has a full-time job, had a baby. And it it was funny because it was like 30 minutes into this. Um, and so Tom, if you're listening, <laughs> this is your hot seat, but 30 minutes into this, I got the idea that his business was very different than what I thought it was. So it it took digging into this. And what was great is that the other members listening started chiming in with, I didn't get that message from this, or you you could do this, or you could do that. So it's it's a really great collaboration. It's not necessarily a Kim do the hot seat coaching piece. It's and that's the beauty of this group. I'm I'm floored at the contribution and support from everybody else. So we do hot seats. This is not a regular scheduled thing. I'd like to make it at least once a month, but it's it's kind of when time permits, or I'll put it out there and then somebody says yes. And then we work on getting that scheduled, right? Something else uh, that we just did, I want to say just did this a couple months last month. Yeah, it was probably last month, early last month or the month before called Creators Pod. So again, there's only been one. The next one will be in June, but this is a group of creators. So come up with a topic. The first one was, where do you find ideas for content? Because I would say that's probably the number one, number one or two consistency with producing is the second question. But where do you come up with ideas for content? And so we asked for who wanted to contribute. And so four people popped on. We did a six-person Zoom call, live streamed only into the group. This content is not shared outside of the group. And, you know, looking at that, we'll probably I'm trying to find a better way to, to have a little bit more structure. Um, but it was kept on track by the other admin. And so that was great. 
I do think having a little guidelines for this is good, but it's, it's simply, you guys, this engagement and conversation piece is gold. Now, what we can do with the creators pod, of course, is transcribe it and, and break that apart for members. I don't know what that looks like just yet, but it, it was, I, I love the idea of it, right? And, and there are a lot of groups that do these regularly. I am going to go off script here and do a eh, mini rant. I'm not a fan, which is funny because we're going to talk about live streams next, but I'm just, when it comes to live streaming, I love it. But too many people live stream just to hear themselves talk without an objective or without something of value to give to the people who are watching. I start tuning those people out when they go live multiple times and it's just random. I can press a button and go live and I like being on camera. And that doesn't mean that all the people that do that are doing that. So know that. But the the super long live stream, you have to really have the right environment for that. And that's not what... I enjoy doing. So there's that. So the creators pod, the goal is that's once a month. Also live streams we do in the group. I have really started to have fun doing live streams, but again, I'm not someone who wants to just hop on and hear myself talk. Um, so there's been a few Q and A's we've done some training. Uh, I don't know if I've done an ask me anything or a Q and A. I, I think I'm gonna have to throw that in there. I think it'd be fun. I definitely want to test doing these more consistently for both adding value to the group and growing the group. And I also think there's a way that you can use this to do... Here's here's a great example. I was having a conversation uh, with a friend and member in the group, Jody Hirsch, yesterday, who has been... Her business is 25 years old. She's been doing lots of branding, websites, all that kind of stuff. And so she is working on sort of this smarter way. It's called the smartest way of of doing things in business. And I thought, well, why don't we do a live stream and let's get a volunteer out of the group and you can show sort of these processes and streamlining something that fit into this smarter way, smarter way, right? Smartest, excuse me, where it's, you know, doing less, but doing it more efficiently. So that's something else we can do. So live streams, they don't all have to be themed. I'm not saying that, but I think that there should be an objective, a value for people and and a call to action. Even if it's to leave a comment, to um, I, to share it, which that's couldn't do that. Um, I, I do think there's a call to action you can incorporate in this. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, so next would be the Creator's Pulse. So this is pretty brand spanking new at the time of this recording. So if you're listening to this three months later, it's not so new. Because Facebook doesn't really have an easy way to archive content in a way that's helpful, I thought uh, I thought that creating a weekly recap of highlights in the group sent via email would be hugely valuable. I am very excited to say that this has been very well received. I've only sent out three issues, but the feedback has been f- fantastic. I definitely wish that I had started this earlier. So if you're thinking about doing a Facebook group, I would find a way to get that name and email. Now, some people have, I've had a couple people ask, what about GDPR? Because I have added that question when people join the group. Drop in your name and email for a weekly recap of what's going on. I would say 90% of the people will, will put give us their email. Some people say no thanks, which is fine. So then what do I do? I do manually add them to my list, but it still requires a double opt-in. So they have to confirm. So I'm sure that I have to look at something. There is software out there that will automate that. But with Facebook, I feel like that's almost more of a... I, I don't know because Facebook doesn't make that easy for you to do it. So there's a couple things that I am working on to test maybe not getting that 
I, I, I'm not sure. And then the other piece with the creator's pulse, and I'll explain to you kind of how I've structured that is that there are people who are already on my list. So they think they don't need it. Well, I'm like, well, you need to let me know so I can tag you inside of ConvertKit that you want this because I don't send it to my whole list. It's only for people in the group because you have to be in the group to get this recap. So the first week I just kind of went through and it's, it, this is time consuming, you guys. It probably takes an hour to two hours to, to pull this together because Kim is not tracking it during the week, which is the goal that I have a Google Doc and I start it, right? But the benefit of doing it at the end of the week is, you know, people will add stuff to other threads at different times. So I do that too. So the first week I kind of put it out there. And then my friend of interest like, maybe do subcategories. I was like, duh. So I broke it into, you know, here's what people were planning for the week. Here's discussions that we talked about with podcasting and audio. This was a, an inspirational post. This was a question somebody asked about, you know, backlinks or whatever it is. And so, so far so good. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that will actually go into whether it's premium or some sort of website that it's simply archived, right? So I've got creatorspulse.com that they can go there. And I think I'm going to do a publication on Medium called Creators Pulse, where it'll be more written content. And it's and, and the point of this is that it's for members only. So the Creators Pulse publication will kind of be an extension. Um, I, I'm just not sure. So that won't happen until I get clear on that. But like I said, I mean, a lot of people, you know, when I put this up in a week later, you've got 70 people who want this. You're, you know that I should have done this sooner, but I do trust that everything happens when it's supposed to. Something else we do is top contributors. And this isn't necessarily a weekly feature. It might be in the near future. I mean, the weekly features are definitely what are your plans? Share your content every other week, boost your biz. And something else I've noticed, and I'll tell you some resources at the end that I've been digging into is where you have like the boost your biz, we have a hashtag boost your biz day so that you can, if you want to go search that hashtag, you can, I think using a hashtag ask, I've seen that in the screw the nine to five group, you know, some of those things where it's you can look specifically for certain topics based on hashtag, but the top contributors. So what we do is I just go into the group insights, and I take a screenshot and I create a post for the group. And I say, thank you to our top contributors. We appreciate you all. And I tag them all in it. And so it's doing a couple things. One, it's, you know, we all want to be thanked and appreciated for what we contribute. The other piece of that is that it, you know, those people that are tagged then want to see where they're tagged and then they'll leave a comment. And it tends to, not a competition, but it's a fun thread that, you know, oh, you're in first place again, or oh, I'm coming up, or oh, I, I went to the bottom, or I missed the list this week. Those types of things are pretty fun. Um, we also allow people to share their live streams in the group anytime they go live. People, most people forget that they can do this. But so what I do is if I see a member going live, and it, you know, if you're somebody that goes live every day, <laughs> like Ed Troxel, he's, you know, he's doing so much live, it's fun. He's got Ed Talk TV, but I'm like, I'm not going to share that every day into the group. That would feel spammy, right? He does it from his page and stuff. But every now and then he'll share one. And I think that's great. Because we want to encourage, you know, live streaming does take a little bit of courage. And it feels a whole lot better when people are on with you, <laughs> engaging and watching and giving you some likes and love. So I, I really encourage that in the group. Um, as long as it's not a live stream, that's just a pitch. If it's a live stream that is conversational and a tip or a little bit of training or something. I'm sure I've shared something at one time or another that was a pitch, but I also try to, this is being raised like everything, even Steven. I, anytime I see any member that participates in the group, 
and I'll do a little bit of side ranting on that in a minute. But anybody who participates in the group and also gives, I want to give everybody level the playing field so everybody has an opportunity. Something else that I've been testing, and I highly recommend this, is you want to keep it fun. And these types of posts that are not necessarily for us, like content-based, content-related, really get the engagement going. So last week I asked everybody, what do you do for fun in your downtime? (laughs) I think it was, was it more maybe? Or yeah, it was more Cohen said, what is that? Like, I don't have fun or have downtime, right? But it was probably one of the biggest threads where people, oh, I do this, 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 and this. And I would say... 75% of the answers, if not more, 75, 80% of the answers, all, everybody said they read at one point or another, right? Which tells you they're content creators, they're readers, entrepreneurs, that tends to be a common thread among business owners. Um, But it's fun. You get this little bit of insight into people like, oh, I didn't, I never pictured you as a gardener, right? Or, oh, you like to fly fish. I don't know. I'm pulling random hobbies, right? But you get this little insight. It encourages conversation. People will see, oh, I do that too. Or, oh, what was your favorite book? I mean, conversations stem from that. So there's the human fun element, right? Engagement. And it's it's not a nice distraction, you guys. Why do you think people like doing those, um, I almost said BuzzSumo, but why do you think people like doing the BuzzFeed quizzes, right? It's just fun. It's a little distraction. It's it's okay to take those side minutes, do that, right? Another one was, what music do you listen to when you need to pick me up? Or <laughs> this one surprised me. Where do you fall in the birth order in your family? And do you fit that stereotype? And, and it's, just, it's simply fun. It really encourages engagement. The other thing is that it opens the door for people who don't contribute that often in the group or tend to be on the quiet side. It's a very good baby step. Oh, I can answer this question, right? And then it's there's something about... <laughs> I don't know, breaking the seal, right? With your first post in a group that you're new to, or you haven't participated in. And as a group owner now, I'm trying to be more conscious of the groups that I'm in and contributing, responding to the welcome message. I am probably probably need to remove myself from some groups that I don't ever jump into, but just because I want that back, right? And I am so karma, you guys, like what comes around goes around. You know, if you give, you're going to get, and that's not why I give, but you know what I mean? So it's, it's, those are things that we've done in our testing. I think it's going to continue to evolve and it's exciting because people give you the feedback and I don't know if I've, I've used this (laughs) or shared this phrase on the podcast before, but I, I always think of, it was the very last episode of the Oprah Winfrey show like going off the air, right? Like 25 years in or whatever. And one thing she said was that, that she had learned that everyone wants to know they matter. They want to be heard. And so if you approach this from a place of kindness and respect, and maybe this sounds, you know, altruistic, idealistic, I don't know. It makes, it makes my life a whole lot better, but people want to be acknowledged. I do my absolute best to respond and engage to as many things in the group as I can. Obviously, there will be a point where I'm going to have to have a little bit more help with moderation. Right now, it's still manageable. Um, But when I look at, you know, this is really a core foundation of where the new brand is going and the things that I offer and sell. It's all around content, content marketing. 
And it's, it's all about building those relationships. So, so what is coming for content creators? Coffee has not cooled off very much. (laughs) So from the strategic side of things, it's funny. I'm looking at this. I'm like, I didn't do like a human side of things, but I'll break this down. And I'm sharing that because you guys, I always write these posts out first. I'm not reading it, obviously. So from the strategic side, growth and engagement. So as much as I love seeing the number of members climb in the group, it really is about quality. And I did let go of vanity metrics with my business a while ago. Because you could go buy email lists, you could do a ton of you know, ad swap. There's a lot of things you could do if you want a bigger email list, but that doesn't mean they're going to convert. And why pay for those subscribers if they're not somebody who's going to buy from you? Like the vanity stuff, you got to let that go. But that being said, obviously growth is important. I think more live streaming will contribute to both growth and engagement. And the truth is, you guys, this is really more about me deciding, okay, get up. You got to get ready today, like makeup and stuff. (laughs) Um, I'm actually doing that quite a bit more often these days, but, and, and, but also planning, like, again, I'm not somebody that's going to jump on and just randomly, you know, talk to hear myself talk, um, unless I'm in a silly mood, which is quite possible that could happen too. But I, I, it's not something I'll ever do. I'm not going to ever do a daily live streaming in the group, but I think a couple times a week would be highly beneficial. And from that angle, I done something. I did a post once on a content prompt, like here's something you create content around. Here's something you can create content around. And so using the hashtag content prompt, people can then search the group for, oh, what are the content prompts? And what I may do with that, I don't know what's going on with Facebook pages, you guys, but from my Kim Doyle business page, I think I'll probably live stream from the page and then share it into the group because I can't share it out of the group because it's in alignment with my, my business and my brand and everything else I'm doing. And here's Kim's prediction on Facebook pages. Not that anybody asked, but you're going to get it. So is that Facebook is going to have to do something. I get it. It's a pay to play. Things have changed. But if they don't want people abandoning the platform, and and I would, I would bet that page posting and page owners have stopped doing a lot with their pages. So if, if the only way for small businesses who are getting started to get any traction with Facebook outside of a group on their page is to, to pay, you're going to have people looking for other avenues, right? So something's going to have to change. I think we're going to see it, something change or something, even if it's just a page redesign with a different feature. I mean, if you guys notice, like there's a lot more things to post on Facebook, whether you can do, and I mean, um, how do I explain this? When you go to even just on your personal page, if you want to post something, now all of a sudden you can do a checklist or a poll. There's right. So they're constantly adding stuff. And I, I think they're going to have to put some time and energy into what is the right um, mix of what we allow pages to do. And can they get traffic and engagement and stuff? I mean, for the most part, I tend to post stuff or push it. I'm not on my page engaging because I'm in the group. Um, so that's gro- uh, growth and engagement. So I'll probably do the live streams from the personal, the business page, share them into the group. Not all of them. Um, next would be email and bots. I am never going to stop doing email marketing guys, but I do think there's a ton of opportunities with bots. I've said this a few times that I don't know what this looks like for me yet because mainly because I haven't really taken the time to map out a sequence because with without wanting to, you can't be pitchy. Facebook has rules so that within 24 hours, I think you 
you can't make an offer after 24 hours. I forget exactly what it is, but to me, it, it's, it's simply an engagement tool and it is a um, top of mind tool that you can get people back into. Yes, you can get people opening up. I know all the data right now, you know, more people are opening bots than, <clears throat> than email the same time, you guys, you can find a group probably that's like, oh, these are old school. Nobody's not old school. That was the wrong term, but it, it's died down a little bit or we're not using them or it's, it's kind of like anything else in this space. There's hype. Everybody jumps in. Then the people that didn't get the results they wanted quick enough bail. And so then it's like, okay, now you can dig in and you test it for yourself. I, they're not going anywhere. I, I definitely believe that. So it's finding the right mix of what works for you. So I think uh, a value sequence, whether, you know, it's, it's get notified, get somebody on, because the goal of course is to get them onto an email list too, but then keeping people engaged. So <clears throat> sending out a bot anytime, Hey, we're going live with da da da. Owen Hemsath and it's H E M S A T H. He's a YouTube guy. He does, he goes by Owen video. So he does a weekly show on Facebook I believe this is their actual podcast too. And I apologize. I don't have the names, but I'll put the links in the show notes. So every time they go live, he sends out a bot and it's like, Hey, join us now. Yes. And that, or there's a link. I'll catch the replay and no thanks or whatever. So the thing is, what's nice is that, you know, that you can go, you've got the link, even though the yes and the no, the yes is the same as the, I'll catch the replay, but it's like, Oh yeah, I can come back to this. So psychologically, I'm like, I need to leave this message unmarked or whatever. So I can go back and watch that because they've got great content. So email and bots, you know, figuring out the right email and combination of bots for group members. Right now, the only emailing is simply the creators pulse. That's what happened. That's what's happening once a week on Saturday morning. So a meetup, I would love to do an in-person meetup in the fall. This will probably be in the Bay area in Northern California somewhere. Um, I'm not sure how many people are close enough to come, but that's okay. You got to start somewhere, right? And I'll open it up probably to my audience, to anybody else at my list, If even if you're not in the group, but you're in this space. I have just, I don't know, guys, maybe I'm just getting older and wiser. I'm going to, this is a Yoda in me, finally just connecting the dots that everything comes down to relationships and people and community. And so you have to build that first. Here we go, off script again. This is, I mentioned this, I don't know, recently, but I have this theory now that there's like this bullshit strategy in internet marketing where people are struggling, things aren't going the way they want or, you know, or hope, whatever you want to call that. And so then they see the latest, greatest product course tactic. You guys, and I'm raising my hand because I've done this too. Well, that's going to solve it. I don't even want to tell you what I've spent on a webinar mentor that, it, it, no, it was dumb. It anyways. And that doesn't mean that investing in mentors or courses isn't valuable. It absolutely is. But the bottom line is if you don't have an audience to sell to no course product service mentor is going to tip that for you. Unless you simply buy something on growing a list or building an audience, you know, those things don't feel sexy because well, where's the money? Well, guess what? You can't make money without that. So the foundation, you have to build the audience. You have to connect with people. You need relationships. You need an email list. All of those things, you guys. I love tactics and tools and all of that stuff. But man, hindsight's twenty twenty. 
Anyways, so meet up. I would love to test that. And then maybe next year would be kind of fun to say, ah, let's let's do a meetup. How about the East Coast? Anybody want to arrange it? I'll fly out. Just literally a connection, guys. So I will be in Ireland next June. So definitely doing one there. Um, so I'm coming for you, Dave Toomey. Um, hopefully we'll, we'll do something and maybe extend that over to England. I've not been. My daughter and I might hop over there after. Would love to do one there too. So but I, I, there's just so much value in connecting in person. Another thing, strategy-wise, or maybe this is, this is sort of the human tactic, I guess. But my goal is to get as many people to just show up as I can. Too many people overthink content creation and marketing, you guys. It is never going to be perfect out the gate when you're first starting. But it will not get better if you don't start. And here's the most amazing thing that occurs is that when you commit to showing up consistently, you gain momentum. And what was hard was easy. All of this stuff feels like that basic human psychology. Like, you know, Gary Vee always says doing the right thing is always the right thing. It is. But for some reason, we want to overcomplicate things, or these things seem boring. It's kind of exercise and eating well, right? There's plenty of different ways people do this to be successful. But one thing that has to happen is you have to commit to it, right? You have to be consistent. You have to allow time, whether you're doing intermittent fasting or, or juicing or keto or paleo or whatever works for you, right? You have to stick with it. (laughs) So my goal is to get people to just show up. So many people spend way too much time planning and thinking and and perfecting. I think it's a distraction. I don't think people are lazy. It's fear and we're all afraid of it. But the truth is most people are paying attention to themselves. So just hit publish, you guys. So my goal is to get as many people to just show up as I can. Uh, Campaigns and funnels. It has never been more apparent to me that I need to focus more on automation than it is now. So I've got three funnels I'm working on, all of which include an element to drive people into the group. I may test some ads to drive traffic into the group, which I think will be cheaper because it would be an ad on Facebook to Facebook, right? So it should be cheaper than sending traffic off of Facebook. But on my site, whether it's a content upgrade or I actually, and you can join the group or just if you're on my list, but I'm working on a free six-part course that if it's not done this week, it'll be done early next week. It's called Content Traffic Kickstarter. And so that will have a follow-up funnel in it, right? And it's going to be, you know, thank you for joining the group. And there will be an email. Make sure you, or thank you for signing up for the course. Make sure you join content creators, right? So that's going to sort of be the hub of a lot of things I'm doing. So I am sort of hell-bent on getting, you know, campaigns and funnels set up that are running for me in the background all the time not just a piece of content that I hope people share or sign up for my list. What happens? What's the next step after the opt-in? Making sure there are really clear follow-up sequences. I'm paying attention to what people are opening, what they're clicking, what's what's working. So it's time to get a little uh, analytical, I guess is a word. I need to come up with another word because that's going to make me not want to do it. <laughs> oh, I'm my own worst enemy. And lastly, I am going to pull the trigger on a premium membership. So this will come sometime in June by the maybe by the end of June. So stay tuned for more details on that. But it's it's basically what I referred to earlier. And that is it'll be one premium content training a month. I've been really diving into medium having some results with that. And but I need to make sure I've walked the walk first. So I go through do it create the training, then maybe next month, it would be on using anchor 
whether it's for podcasting as a complimentary content piece, maybe it's jumping into, you know, your YouTube channel, but either way. So it'll be a premium training from me, a guest expert training, and then a couple other things I'm kind of playing with, maybe some private audio just for members. I haven't decided yet, but, but that's coming and it's going to be, I don't want to say low end price, but you know, $47 ish, something around there. So, um, and I don't know that I'll sell those trainings elsewhere. Someone else has said, Oh, you could put them as a higher price outside of that. If someone doesn't want that, I may play with that. I don't know. I feel like it dilutes the point of a community and membership, but I'm not sure it's going to have to be a test and see. And here's the thing, guys, if I get two people to sign up, all good, then I'll get two more. All good, then I'll get two more, right? It's this idea of these big launches and big results right out of the gate with everything we do sets us up for failure. And, you know, showing up is 90% of it, you guys. So all of that being said, coffee's finally cooling down. Starting content creators is absolutely one of the best things I've done for my business. The other two things that I refer to as best things, I don't know how many best things you can have, but are email marketing and podcasting. Should everyone start a Facebook group? Absolutely not. This is where self-awareness is vital. You have to be in this for the long haul and you have to be willing to do the work and show up whether you have five people or 5,000. Consistency is absolute key in this. So here's a few pointers if you're even thinking about starting a Facebook group. The first thing I would do is join and participate in a few groups. Pay attention to what you like and what you don't like, because you may be turned off from Facebook groups right now because you've joined one or two that are just, ah, maybe feel a little bit cultish or not or, or not your thing, right? So just make notes of it, you guys. Don't get offended. Don't, don't take it personally, but just look at it and say, okay, I like how they did this. I like how they didn't do this, or you'll see different things. And, and I'm going to talk about a couple definitive examples here in a second. But watch what gets the most engagement. Look at, okay, well, when they post this, it gets a lot of engagement. And maybe that's not something exactly the same that you'd want to do in your group. But is there a way that you could take that element and put it into your group? Um, uh, Pay attention when you join the group, the questions asked, the process, and the welcome. And this is where I did a, a post on email last week on things that I'm listening to, watching, and reading. One of the things that I have gone a little bit Netflix binge-worthy on is Screw the 9 to 5. They've been around a long time, you guys. I knew of them, but I hadn't looked into their content at all. And they they actually killed a huge Facebook group last year and rebuilt it. It was like 45,000 people. I think this one is... I probably should have looked it up. I don't know, 15,000. It's grown really quickly again. And they have a premium membership program too. What I love, it's Josh and Jill Stanton. What I love about what they do is it's it's all based on long-term real business strategies. They have this great free training. It's a free webinar that I watched the full hour long. And Josh was talking about cornerstone content and you know making sure that your stuff exists on your site. <clears throat> I will preach that till till the day I die, you guys, that Everything should exist and be built on your site. That doesn't mean you don't try unique micro content or other things on other platforms, but the bulk of the, you, you really need your own web property, period. Um, it's not optional. Do not build your business on someone else's platform. But they have some amazing cornerstone content, and I will link to it in the bottom of this post. They have a very 
epic post on growing a Facebook group and a couple things to do and, and that they suggest. And it's, it's, I don't know, seven, eight pages and they've got chapters. So you can chapter one and you can link through and click through and stuff. And so it's a, they've done a great job organizing that. And so, you know, pay, I then, so I joined their new group. I watched, I paid attention to the questions they asked and then the welcome. I was blown away. It was so brilliant so that then I copy and paste into a Google Doc. And then I, obviously, I'm not stealing you guys. I'm like, how can I make this mine? How can I customize this for my audience and my topic? So um, pay attention when you join a group to the whole process. Know that engaging is doing the work. Do not treat relationship building as an afterthought. It's, you know, I, I think, I don't want to say it's social media. It's it's grown up is what I is how I feel at this point. Yeah, do I waste time on it? Yeah, I totally do. But the majority of my time on Facebook is in my group or other groups at this point now. So it's it's relationships. You guys, that is part of the work that you need to be doing. Do you need to do it for four and five hours a day? Absolutely not. <laughs> so I, I close it. I've been very conscious of making sure that that tab isn't even open when I need to get the work done. So um, remember that engagement, you have to be willing to engage period. You set the tone. You really do. As a group leader, the admin, your group, whatever, whether it's you or or with friends or partners, but you guys set the tone. So keep it where you want to be. I'm very adamant uh, about no negativity, venting, complaining. If you've got a problem or question that you're looking for some guidance on, go for it. That's very different though than just bitching. I, I can't, I just don't want that in my life. So it's not allowed in the group. And lastly, be patient, you guys. It's, man, (laughs) if someone said to me when I started my business, you know, over 10 years ago, where I would be today, I would have been like, oh my God, no. You know, I would have thought I would, at the time, it's like, I'll be a bazillionaire by then. Come on, I'm going to be an information millionaire marketer. (laughs) Oh, goodness. But who I've become in the process has set me up for everything at this point. I really, truly believe that. So so be patient, you guys. Uh, so there you have it. That is, that's my feedback on an experience in growing a Facebook group one year later. Are there things I would have done differently? Um, I think I would have pushed and opted sooner. I don't know that that's required from the get-go. But again, the more that you can communicate and provide value, the more likely people are to do business with you. You know, if if I was a millionaire, maybe I'd do a group for fun, but this has to be a part of a business strategy for me. And so there is an end goal in mind. Oh, and uh, the other thing really quickly, you guys, is I did when I had the content creator summit in March, um, I got people bought the all access pass from the group. I shared the daily sessions in the group. It was great. They were sort of the foundation for that. And I'll be doing a content traffic summit in the fall. And so that, you know, and maybe I'll pull in, oh, I might, I just had an idea. Hmm. Maybe like a creator's pod panel session would be fun of people that are just to give people an opportunity. Anyways, <laughs> uh, totally non sequitur, but you know, it's, I, I think I would have gotten people onto an email list sooner, probably more live streaming sooner. Um, but, but truthfully, the process has been fantastic and life happens too, right? So things come up in life and you may go sideways or you may drop the ball on something. I am happy to say, I think I've only missed the Monday posting once or twice 
and it was just Memorial Day. I just spaced. It felt like a Sunday. And I, it was also a, a I think a bank holiday in the UK. I don't know how many people are online, but I totally spaced. You know, so but those things are gonna happen. And when you've when you've set a precedent that you're committed and you appreciate and value the people in the group, no, it's not a big deal. So so there you have it. I cannot wait to see where the group is next year at this time. Although I really had fun doing this assessment, I guess you would say, looking back on what worked, what didn't, how can I do things differently? So I think probably doing one in December or January would be really helpful. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where we're at. But And of course, you guys, if you have not joined content creators, we would love to have you. You can just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash, I think it's FB group. I'm going to keep you on here for a second just to confirm that. Um, and that's a little tip that I will be um, taking care of pretty quickly here. And yeah, just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash FB group. Content creators group was taken, but I will be doing a custom domain that makes it way easier for people to remember. So there are no forward slashes. So that's it, guys. I love you tons. Thanks for listening. And if you have not, I would love a review in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or TuneIn or Spotify. I have to double check. I submitted everything to Spotify. I'm not sure if it's in there yet. Um, but that's it. Have a fantastic rest of your day, evening, morning, wherever you're at. Again, come join us in Content Creators. That is kimdoyle.com forward slash FB group. Go to the post. I will have links to the resources, the post from Screw the 9 to 5, uh, links to the group, and a couple other things. So that's it. We will catch you next week. Uh, next week's episode, uh, I believe, will be with Justin Burns on a new membership platform. So stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Peace out. I'll talk to you soon.